the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damien Collado and David Dawson. Happy Advent, guys. Good morning. Happy Advent. Yes, we're off and running. Lit Love that it. first candle. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There yeah. we go. Three more to go. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with a prayer so we can get going today. Being the feast day of St. John of Damascus, so in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we may be helped by the prayers of priestly St. John of Damascus. He excelled in teaching. May he always be our light and our strength. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. We will learn more about our Saint of the Day later on in today's show, but we have a full lineup for you. Starting off at 7 after, Dr. Tom Ryan joins us. He's a professor of theology and ministry at Loyola Institute for Ministry in New Orleans. And today he is letting us know about an upcoming group called Men Praying the Rosary for Community and Unity Celebration. So we touched on this group uh, probably about a year ago, but we're looking forward to having Dr. Ryan back to tell us about this gathering coming up. In 18 minutes, Lonnie Thibodeau joins us. He's the Director of Media and Public Relations of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau, and he will be updating us on the upcoming issue of the Advent Bayou Catholic Magazine. So I'm excited to get this copy in the mail because it's been a while since I've received my Bayou Catholic. Mm -hmm. As you know, they're going quarterly now or or seasonal. seasonal. So yeah, yeah, so uh, it's going to be good to have Lonnie to talk about this again. Great. In 35 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He is the co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And every Monday, he joins us to talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. It's always a wonderful conversation with Alan. And in 48 minutes, Sister Mary Martha Moss joins us. She's a daughter of St. Paul, and she's telling us about some wonderful gift ideas you can find over at Pauline Books and Media. But more importantly their upcoming Christmas concert that you cannot miss. If you have not been, you have to go at least once because it is so much fun. You've been. She's going to tell us about it. Yeah, I have been. It's amazing. It's so much fun. All right. So she'll give us details about it uh, later on in today's show. But uh, Damien, looking forward to your weather report. What do you have for us today? Yeah, was it as much fun as running around in the rain over the weekend? (laughs) We needed it. Yeah. Well, yes. it's going to be a rather dry and very nice week, okay. to say the least, after what we've experienced. Temperatures will be in the 60s, and it will be chilly, a high today, 69, low 42, partially because winds are out of the northwest at 9 miles an hour. Tomorrow, pretty much a carbon copy of today. That's due to a high-pressure system, which is moving in and keeping things dry and cool. Temperatures in and around the area right now. Biloxi is 56. Over in Mobile, it's 58. Home of Thibodeau, 57. In Covington, it's a cool spot with Baton Rouge, 54 degrees. 
And New Orleans always the warm spot, 60 degrees there. And um, everybody's ready to go bowling. Bowling. Yeah. Well, you got LSU and Wisconsin. Oh, that kind of bowling. They're going to be playing in Tampa on New Year's Day. I heard. And, of course, there's the New Orleans Bowl where UL Lafayette will be playing against Jacksonville State. Fun. And uh, Tulane, they take on Virginia Tech in the Military Bowl. That's on December 27th. And then the Saints, they'll be playing in the Toilet Bowl. Nah. How about that? Oh, oh, You can flush that. Oh, Don't get me started. That was tough. Who that? God, that first quarter. Oh, that was tough. Well, they spot everybody a number of points and then try to come back. Okay. Ridiculous. (laughs) Now you know how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back. It's almost five after the hour. Get started. Don't let the Saints get you down. Uh, We won't. A good Monday morning to you. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel for the first Monday in the Advent season comes from Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion approached him and appealed to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, suffering dreadfully. He said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion said in reply, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Only say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Amen, I say to you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west, and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, Father Chris Decker, for today's gospel. It is eight past the hour on Wake Up. Our first guest today is Dr. Tom Ryan. Dr. Ryan is a professor of theology and ministry at Loyola Institute for Ministry in New Orleans. And today he joins us to tell about tell us about an upcoming annual December Men Praying the Rosary for Community, Unity, and Celebration. Good morning, Dr. Ryan. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thank you for having me. It's so good to hear your voice and have you join us on Wake Up once again. Tell us about this wonderful gathering of men coming up, actually, tomorrow. Hmm. Tomorrow tomorrow evening at 6.30 at St. Dominic Church on Harrison Avenue here in New Orleans. Um, You know, it started with a a Jesuit classmate of mine uh, who who has lots of friends uh, who graduated from St. Augustine High School. Um, And he... He kind of had an experience of the Blessed Mother calling him to gather men to pray the Rosary, and so mm-hmm. he uh, he he got our class some classmates from Jesuit, some classmates from St. Augustine St. Aug High School together uh, to start this this program this this monthly gathering of men called Men Praying the Rosary for Community Unity, mm-hmm. and so we. <clears throat> Every month we get together and, 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 and pray the rosary. And then in December, we have a, a, a big event that's open to all and, and has music and speakers and, 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 and the rosary as well. So, and that's going to be this Tuesday, tomorrow night, at St. Dominic <laughs> Church at 630. Amazing. And that's off of Harrison Avenue in New Orleans. Uh, Dr. Ryan, tell us about the speaker for tomorrow. Sure. The speaker is... A federal judge, 
uh, Jay Zaney, um, uh, and he's he's also a graduate of Jesuit, and he is a um, you know he's going to ta- ta- share his own uh, reflections on the Rosary and and how important his faith is to him as a as a federal judge. And so I think he's a really good speaker. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Dr. Ryan, you said that you have been doing this every month for quite a while now. Talk about the uniqueness and why it is important to come and pray together as a community. Well, you know, we we started before COVID and we carried on through COVID online. And um, and one of the things that we do is those who aren't able to join us in person actually can join us uh, on on online. So Tuesday night, if they'd like, and and if anybody wants information about this, about how to do that, they can email me at tfryan at loino.edu, and we can I can give you send you the the link to that. But but you know it's 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 great for people to set aside time you know, and, and pray together. There's, yes. there's something that kind of forms community and brings people together when they do that. And tomorrow night, and that's a few of the other things that were happening is um, uh, Donald Harrison Jr., who is a, a great uh, saxophonist, has, got, has composed some music related to the rosary and is going to play that. Wow. We have a former great singer from the New York Metropolitan Opera, Kirk Redmond, is going to sing the Ave Maria. Oh. Warren Bell, who's a TV personality, is going to be our MC. So it's going to be quite a, uh, a gathering tomorrow night. And uh, a lot of, you know, I think it'll be a, a celebration. It's also going to uh, raise money for the St. Anne Shrine, which is a, a shrine mm. in St. Peter Claver Parish. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a great evening. I think that's wonderful. One more time, Dr. Ryan, give us the date, time, and where can people go to watch online if they cannot attend in person? Good. If you if you can't attend in person, maybe email me. Uh, my email is t as in Tom, f as in Frank, Ryan, at loino.edu. Tomorrow night, it's at 630 at St. Dominic Church on Harrison Avenue in New Orleans, and uh, we'd love to see people join us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Tom Ryan, Professor of Theology and Ministry at Loyola Institute for Ministry in New Orleans. I hope, I know the semester is winding down, and I hope you get to relax soon and, and finish grading and, and all of the fall semester excitement. So, and I pray that this event is successful tomorrow. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Gabby, and all the best to you. All right. Hey, I wanted to mention real quick, there have been a lot of people submitting events for 2024, and you can do that on our website at ccmedia.live. So people have been submitting events to go on our website calendar, and then we talk about it during our event segment Uh on Wake Up. So you yeah. can do that. It's absolutely free. Dot did that this morning. There's an event coming up January uh, with Kitty Cleveland that I'll be posting during the break. Um, and you can do that. You can send me as many events as you want. If you have something coming up during Lent, send it to me even next summer, so like a summer camp coming oh, sure. up. Yeah, it sure. is absolutely free. You can do that at ccmedia.live. You're, so, probably already getting, uh, you're probably already getting fish fries and stuff like that uh, for, for Lent, aren't you? <laughs> Well, and you can do that as well. You can send those to me as yeah. well. well. But well, I have been getting some Lenten stuff. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. you got Breakfast with yeah. Santa this weekend at a couple of church parishes Ooh. we've received uh, notice of. Uh, one at St. Anselm. Uh, it's going to be at St. Joseph Hall. And the Knights of Columbus uh, will be uh, putting that on. It's uh, 
the ninth, which uh, I believe is what day is that? Oh, the ninth is this weekend. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So Saturday from eight to eleven, and then uh, St. George Catholic Church there. Pancakes. Uh, pancake breakfast with yeah. Santa is also this Saturday. I, I bought tickets. From, I'm going to bring grandbabies. Okay. I'm going you know to bring 15 grandbabies in there to well, eat pancakes. That's wonderful. 15? Well, wow. that's a lot easier oh gosh, than feeding them amazing. myself. Yeah. You'll be able to feed their faces. How much are tickets? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's yeah. worth it because well, I don't want to cook that many breakfasts. Well, I was just wondering for the public. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know, to be oh, honest okay. with you. Okay. Uh, but it will be that's at St. George Cafe, 730 to 1030. Come see Dave and his 15 grandkids stuff their face with pancakes. That alone is worth the price of admission. Can I sugar them up. Oh yes. I love it. Oh, stay with us. We have more coming for you. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up. I'm Ian Malosa with River Road Coffees. We're proud to support Catholic community radio across the Gulf South. Our coffee wakes up the staff every morning and keeps them going throughout the day so they can deliver the freshest Catholic content and news to you. You'll also find us at many Catholic community radio events. River Road Coffees at your local grocer or visit riverroadcoffees.com for home delivery. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 4th. Today we celebrate St. John Damascene. Born in Damascus in the mid-7th century, John received a classical and theological education before following his father in a government position under the Arabs who controlled that region. Within a few years, the young man entered the monastery of St. Sabas near Jerusalem. There he would live out most of his life, spending much of his time writing theological works, hymns, and poetry. John Damascene is famous in three areas— First, he is known for his writings against the iconoclasts who destroyed icons and statues of Christ, Mary, and other saints. Second, he is famous for his treatise entitled Exposition of the Orthodox Faith, a summary of the Greek fathers. Finally, he is known as one of the two greatest poets of the Eastern Church. For over 30 years, John combined a life of prayer with his generous literary and preaching talents at the service of the Lord. He defended the Church's understanding of the veneration of images and explained the faith in several other controversies. John Damascene died in 749. He was declared a doctor of the Church by Pope Leo XIII in 1890. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. past the hour. I'm David Dawson along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado and right now we have Lonnie Thibodeau. He's the Director of Media and Public Relations of the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau and uh, we're going to talk about the new issue of the Bayou Catholic Magazine, the Advent issue. Good morning, Lonnie. Hey, good morning, David. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fine. I hadn't had a chance to take a look at this issue yet, but uh, it's I, I, it looks like it's all around Advent. Is that right? That's right. As I explained, you know, a couple of months ago, uh-huh. we not, when I was on with you guys, we've kind of changed up the way we do our distribution with the Bayou Catholic. And now, instead of it being a monthly magazine, it is now six times a year, and it is it's not every other month. What it is, it's based on liturgical seasons. Yeah. So we have a 
Advent issue and then a Christmas issue and then a Lent issue and an Easter issue, and it kind of goes on from there. So nice. that's, this is technically our first issue in almost four months. But as we made the transition, and it's it's a it's a beautiful magazine. Uh, that's kind of nice too, because because uh, my wife and I we're, we're, we we have a lot of literature around the house and such, and we have things that we're doing for Advent, and we have our own little Advent wreath prayers that we do and such. But mm-hmm. to have other things and that that would encourage us uh, through Advent, for instance, you you have a, a column by uh, Bishop Dorsonville talking about the perfect gift for Christmas. Right. It's on page two in the magazine, David. And what he talks about is really three points. Mm -hmm. One is, you know, make sure that during the season we prepare a gift for God. You know, what is that? You know, Uh returning to the sacraments, going to confession, whatever it may be. And he kind of brings up the example of that famous line from Mother Teresa, you know, you know, giving small things with great love. And, 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 you know, what, what are you doing for God? You know, number two, he talks about the peace and the silence of the nativity. When we think about the nativity scene, we always realize or we think you know, what was that like? Yeah. One thing is it was probably quiet. Right. Other than the animals, it was probably quiet. And notice in every picture you see, everyone is looking where? At baby right. Jesus. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, putting our attention, you know, right on Jesus. And number three, the point he makes is about the trust and the sacrifice of the Holy Family. And our family needs to be a great example of the Holy Family. You know, yeah. we need to sacrifice for God just like they had to do. And so that's basically what the column's about. You know, what is our perfect gift, not only to our family members and friends, but but really more especially to God, you know, during yeah. the season. Peace and quiet as we get ready for Christmas. Boy, yeah, yeah there's there's <laughs> right. a new there's a new way of thinking, isn't it? I mean, really, I, I think yeah, exactly. I think it's necessary. And then uh, and then Father Bryce Higginbotham, you said he's got mm-hmm. a column uh on the daily examine, which is I mean, something we should do right. for uh Advent, right? Exactly. And of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about St. Ignatius of Loyola's, you know, daily examine. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Father Bryce says in the column, David, you know, it's, you know, if done right, you know, this can only be five or 10 minutes a day. But, you sure. know, but it's a great tool to live life more abundantly. And, right. and really, the two things he says, Father Bryce talks about in the column, the two things that we need to be looking for or hoping to accomplish with this daily examine. Number one is when you look back at your day, look for the glimmers of grace. Mm-hmm. And number two, look back at the deceptions of the devil yeah. during the day. Mm-hmm. Glimmers of grace, deceptions of the devil. And I think that is a very, very interesting way of, you know, how we should be pursuing this daily examine. It is. It is. In fact, that's a p- part of our, uh, my wife and I, again, uh, it's our, it's our evening prayer is a, is a daily examine. Right. And it's, it doesn't take long to do, but at the same time, it, it has worked wonders since we started doing it because we, we ask ourselves, when was I closest to God today? And when was I furthest right. to God today? And what do I need help with for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And it's huge. It's huge. And it, it's a, it's yep. a, all of a little, Four-minute exercise, unless sometimes, boy, when I'm the furthest from God, I can go on and on, you know. But 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 nevertheless, that's <laughs> right, another story. Right. But uh, that is, it, I, I just think the daily examine is so powerful. Now we've got another mm-hmm. columnist, uh, Bailey Domain. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. Right, exactly. It's on page 14 of the magazine. And one of the new things we're kind of doing with the new body Catholic is we're going to have these these columns in, in every issue. One of them is going to be called Living Liturgically. Okay. And this was usually by, by a, a parishioner within our parish or within our parishes in the diocese. Bailey Domain is married to Brady Domain. They're a young couple. They were married in November of 2018. Mm-hmm. Brady, 
the husband, was a former pitcher for LSU. His wife, Bailey, who wrote the column, is a former softball player for LSU. They met when they were both playing for LSU. Brady, here's the, it is always a, a personal connection. Brady grew up in Homa. I knew him since he was almost literally a baby. Uh-huh. His mother used to be my next door neighbor when we were small children. <laughs> but anyway, but in their column, Bailey talks about just ideas and suggestions for the Advent season for young couples. You know, like in their situation where they have two little girls, and it's right. a beautiful picture on page 14 of, of, of the four of them in the family, but just ideas, suggestions how to live liturgically as a, as a family or a young family, especially uh, during this Advent season. Well, I'll be. I, I, I would, I don't know, like to know what a lifestyle mm-hmm. is like, a former uh, softball player and a former uh-huh. baseball player for LSU. I mean, that that's pretty wild. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, I imagine that it's season. Amazing. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. And then another column, Everyday Holiness. Talk about that. Yeah, what it is, that's on page 20 in the magazine, David. And again, a new column that we're going to have, Everyday Holiness. And it's basically a Q&A where we take, again, in this case, a married couple. It's Lee and Andre Cortez from okay. Thibodeau. Both graduated from E.D. White mm-hmm. in Thibodeau in 1995. Both went on to college. Now they're both successful. Um, um, you know, Lee is, is a therapy director of Ortho LA, orthopedic group in Thibodeau. Andre is the chief operating officer of T. Baker Smith, an engineering firm mm-hmm. here in Homer. But anyway, it's just kind of a Q&A. Really? You know, how do you pursue holiness in your holy life? What does evangelization look like in your family? You know, what has helped you stay married yeah. uh, and happy after 22 years? And it's a new series or a new column that we will have in every issue of the magazine. And I think the Cortezes are a great start. I think um, so, a too. A great, great couple in our area. Sure, because you've got a married couple. Both of them have pretty strong careers, it sounds like. And then how yeah, do, how do yeah. you bring everyday holiness into such a busy lifestyle? I, I can only imagine. So that is that is a very valuable article, too. Mm-hmm. This sounds this sounds great. Now, talk about the photo essay. Well, well and again, a new new thing we're going to do with the magazine towards mm-hmm. the back. It's on page 54. It's basically just some pictures over two or three or four pages of events or lit- liturgies that Bishop Dorsonville specifically has, uh, has been to, has attended, has officiated or celebrated yeah. over the past couple of months, or at least since the last issue of the Bi-Catholic. So we've got some great pictures in there. And then we kind of transition to what's on page 60, which is just going to be called Around the Diocese. And basically, that's our calendar of events. You know, what's coming up? And we've got a couple of, more than a couple, but I'll mention a couple of major things that are coming up really within the next week or so. Uh You know, of course, we all know this coming Friday is a Holy Day mm-hmm. of Obligation, yes. the Solemnity of the, of the Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. Then next Sunday, in six days, we're having our annual Diocesan Leadership Awards Mass at St. Francis Cathedral in Homa, 2.30 on, on Sunday afternoon, where we give what's known as the Bishop's Medal to both youth and adults in our diocese. Every one of our 39 church parishes are represented, wow. and there are recipients from each parish, and that's coming up this Sunday. You know, next Tuesday, in nine days, of course, the Feast, of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. And again, keeping in mind that we have a bishop who is French Colombian. Oh, that's right. With that with a little bit more of the emphasis on the Colombian, you know, he, um, Our Lady of Guadalupe, that's a big deal. Yes, it It, it really is a a big, big deal, and we're going to put much more of an effort in our diocese beginning this year and in the coming year. So what we're going to do next Tuesday night at St. Francis Cathedral in Homa, at 6.15, we're going to have a procession and a rosary. Mm. Then at 7 p.m., Bishop Dorsonville will celebrate Mass. 
And then at 8.30, after the Mass, we're going to have a big um, a reception at the Homer Municipal Auditorium, which is only about a mile away uh, from the cathedral. So our, our Lady of Guadalupe, next Tuesday night, very, very big deal. Next Tuesday night. Okay, I'm, I'm writing right, that down 12th. because my wife and the I also 12th. have a devotion. <laughs> the 12th. Okay. Right. That's and, right. Oh, and one other thing, too. I do want to mention, not to get off script here real quick, no, but okay. just in the minute or so we have left, I do want to also mention, David, very important, I give Catholic. Everybody's ah. aware last Tuesday was I Give yes. Catholic. Yes. But what maybe people don't realize, you can still give. Yes, I know it's a one day. It's meant to be a one day. But technically, you can still give to the ministry of your choice until tomorrow oh. or through tomorrow, through Tuesday. Now, why okay. is that important with us? Right now, the Diocese of Home of Thibodeau, we are at 987,996. Oh. Come on, so that's that close. Mean? That's so close. So we're about 13,000 away from a million. Wow. And so wow. I'm just throwing that out there that's for anybody good. who might be listening. So go to our website, I Give Catholic here in the Diocese of Home of Thibodeau, and we are very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish this year. And I just, again... Hope you don't mind. I had to throw. No, that I out think there. that's fantastic. <laughs> Please, yeah, I think that's fantastic <laughs> it, it, that you're that you're almost there. And this is culmination. Yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much of of all the all the parishes and the other entities involved in Home of Thibodeau, right? Exactly. We have sixty three ministries that are represented, which of course are the thirty nine church parishes, yeah, yeah. ten Catholic schools, but then a lot of other ministries on top of that. So, so we're again really at nine hundred eighty eight. Oh, so That's close! Where we are so right close! Now. Let's push and we've it got over a little the top. Over twenty four hours. Right, push exactly. it over the top. It can happen. All right, Lonnie Thibodeau. Yep. Once again, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. The next issue. When do you? When will that be? Should should be should be in a month. It should be coming out in, right. in a month, just like our kind of our, like our regular routine. There you go. Wonderful. All right. It's great talking to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thank you, David. All right. Wow. Exciting. Wow. That's I didn't know that last part. That's that's pretty cool about nice. the I Give Catholic. And yeah. they, they are so close. Let's push them over the top. So, all mm. right. Uh, when we come back, Damien's going to be talking to Big Al Migliorato. We're going to be talking about uh, life lessons for teens. It's the bottom of the hour on Wake Up. All righty, 35 after the hour, 25 before the top. Happy Monday, everyone, and happy Advent season as we kick it off. And Alan Migliorato, co-author of Failing Forward Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. That's our topic. We're going to be chatting about preparing your teen for Advent. And, you know, um, with the hustle and bustle of what goes on in and around our world today, whether it's Christmas shopping, preparing meals, just trying to entertain family and friends, we sometimes forget about the real reason for the season. Alan's going to help enlighten us. Good morning, brother. Hey, good morning, guys. Always happy to be here. Hope you're doing well. If I was any better, I'd be in a gumbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So Damien gumbo. Damien gumbo. It would have tomatoes in it, I'm sure. No, it yeah. would not. No, okay. Not a little my spicy. Gumbo. There you go. Gabby knows the trick. Okay. So, Alan, let's talk about our teens. You know, we, we sometimes overlook them and helping them understand Advent, but you being a youth minister, 
Are there lesson plans even before they take their their Christmas break that you guys focus on during Advent? I I think that's important, and maybe we can learn something from that as a parent whose whose teen may not be in a a youth group. Yeah, you know, for sure. There, you know, Advent is is one of those times where God gives us that that such such grace to kind of get into our lives that we need to slow down and be patient and wait. And boy, do I need that message at times. You know, we're always going a thousand miles an hour and we pass up so many beautiful things because we're in a hurry. But um, Advent is one of those times where we, we think about little kids, you know, like, okay, this will be good for the little kids to mm-hmm. learn. And then, okay, when they become teenagers, there's like, well, you know, we're not going to really, we're not going to really push that. Well, no, you don't, you never push it. What you do is introduce it and encourage. So, one of the ways that we, we try to, to get the teens involved is by having a, my parish does, I think it's really great, and maybe your parish does too, like a, a diocese-wide um, confession or reconciliation mm-hmm. where we all, you know, have all the teens show up. And I always say, hey, whoever shows up for this, I'll take you guys to get like this Italian ice afterwards. And they're like, oh, that's Ooh. bribing us. I'm like, and what's your point? Yeah, you know, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, exact, what exactly is your point? Is. Are we yeah. arguing this? Yeah. No, it, yeah, I'm bribing you. <laughs> uh-huh. So get to confession and you get Italian ice. You know, I always say, but you have to tell me one of your sins. I don't, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. But, nah. um, <laughs> so that's, that's one way, you know, we get them, we get them there, get them to the church. Yeah. Right. And then, and then we don't make it Jesus light. Like we're talking about Christ and we're not going to make it light. It also doesn't have to be so laden with, you know, theology that they're like, they have no idea what's going on. So confession is a great way to do that. Keeping fellowship involved um, is another great way. Growing up, you know, we didn't really do like the Advent wreath at my house, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think I, I kind of regret doing. I really didn't do that with my kids either, but I think that that would have been a cool way. They did it at Mass, and they still do it at Mass where they light the candle, you know, during Advent, one each, one each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's a beautiful way to do that. Um, but my mom, watching my mom, she would, she would serve. So my mom's a hairdresser, so she would go to like the battered women's uh, shelter and she would do their hair and their makeup and things like that for, for during Advent oh, wow. and as, as for free, as a way to kind of give back. And she would gather, like, coats and, and clothes and, and just, like, beauty items, you know? Wow. Yeah, um, you could. Cosmetic wow. items for, and that's, for women. That's yeah, great. So Serving is yourself. another way. You're right. And, and you could do that as a group as well. And in other words, some teens, oh, I don't want to go do that. But you could do it as a family or you could do it with some other teens and say, hey, look, we'll bring you here and we'll come back and pick you up. It'll be amazing what they'll learn. Yeah, oh, for sure. Now, years ago, one, one thing that we did is we had, you know, for youth group, we had the juniors or uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So the senior class, all the classes had to come up with their own project that they wanted to do. Okay. Right? And, and they didn't have to. Like, this was something we suggested. So the senior class said, well, we're going to gather blankets and coats and, and like, you know, like um, uh, health items, you know, like toothbrush, toothpaste, and, yeah. and aspirin, just things like mm-hmm. that. Put them in a bag. Yeah, like a, like a love bag, you know, we call and so, like, they would wrap this in this blanket, and we had all these things tied, and we brought them down to the to this shelter, and we handed them out, you know. And like, and there's all kinds of red tape and logistics. Like, is that safe? Is are we are we having safe procedures? And and yes, we did. And I think it's so important to make sure that we're serving others first, right, in a safe way. With with when you have teenagers, safety is always an issue. You can't just give them blankets and send them loose in the city and say, find homeless people and give them to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's ways to do that. We're, and that would be a beautiful thing if, if the world wasn't the way that it is at times. Sure. But there's ways to do it to overcome that, to get around those, you know, those 
safety precautions where we can still be safe and still serve the community. So going down there with them, making sure we have enough volunteers that are adults. And that's my other tip is for adults to live, in, and I say this with every tip, but live, live the way that you want your kids to live. Live the way that you hope that your teens live because they're watching you yeah. and you're the best example of Christ in their lives at times or the worst. So, like, we have to make sure that we're just talking, not just talking the talk, but we're walking the walk with them. I think, and I agree with you, and not only that, as a teen, I think it's it's important to sit down with them, whether you, you go to coffee or lunch, uh, find find a, a neutral site, not even in the home sometimes, but go in and challenge them with, with provoke, thought-provoking questions about their faith. In other words, Simple ones, but what they may have never thought of. I came up with some this morning. Why did God create you? I would ask my team. Why do you think you're even here? What, what's your life all about? Do, do you know what your talents are? If you do, how are you using them? I, I think that helps explore who they are, and then they, in turn, can identify with the coming of Christ at the same time. Yeah, over, I, I love the questions. But like the Socratic method, you know, Jesus uses you know, his method that he always asks questions. So whenever you get asked questions, yeah. well, why do you think, you know, well, why, why am I here? Well, why do you think you're here? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, I'm asking you. Well, if you weren't asking me and you had to tell me, well, like, what would it be? You know, or my favorite question to ask kids at all times is, is if you had one question to ask God, what would it be? And, and he'd tell you right now, what would you want to know? You know, and that really kind of gets you a good insight on where they're at with their with their faith walk, mm-hmm. and and that and especially during Advent is a time to kind of reflect on these things. Is you don't have to be uh, anxious and and in chaos all around you to to come to God. It can be in a restful time, and rest takes action. It's not mm-hmm. just laying on the couch and doing nothing. It's purposefully putting things aside so that you can concentrate on God. So that's a challenge that we give to our teens. We gave them a list at youth group last night of things. To, that they could they challenge themselves with mm-hmm. is you know keep your phone in the other room and pray for 20 minutes you know just just pray just reflect read a scripture and even if you close your eyes and fall asleep just thinking about that scripture that's the last thing you do before you go to bed mm-hmm. and so like we're challenging on that we'll see in a couple of weeks what you know how that goes but um, and then we have like a, we have a Christmas party with our youth group you know and they all bring a gift and we donate a gift to the you know, to the homeless uh, shelters and things like that. So these are great ways to to allow our kids to be participating in their faith, and that's such a an important thing, right? They can't just be bystanders from the sidelines. They want to. We want them in the game. Yeah. So give them chances to be in the game and let them lead things for you know for for Advent for Christmas and for for at church. Let them be leaders. Yeah, and if they ask have questions, you need to answer them as a parent as well and be honest with them, your thoughts, whether it's the same question you ask them and they bounce it back to you, be prepared and, and ready to answer that particular question. Last but not least, final minute, uh, we, we have to be thankful for the gifts that I think we receive too uh, from our church. And I'm talking about, um, and, and we should reflect on that, prayer, confession, going to Mass, serving others, examination of conscience. Uh, all these things should be uh, worked on and practiced, I think, during Advent. Oh, yeah. We, you know, it's like medicine. You practice medicine, <laughs> you practice law. You, you pra- we have to practice our faith. So even if we're failing at times, we still got to be doing it. Um, and, and, and never giving up. And that's, 
that's the key is sometimes, you know, kids feel so isolated and alone because they feel like they're the first teenager ever to walk the face of the earth and they, you know, they have feelings that nobody else has had. Right. And you don't look at your parents and go, oh, I used to be a teenager, but we were, and yep. we understand, uh, even though we don't act like it at times. So mm. for parents, you know, chill and <laughs> remember you were a kid <laughs> once and struggled and be happy that your kids are at least talking to you about it. Yeah, and tell them a little humbling story every now and then. I think they would appreciate it as well, and they don't don't put you think you are up on a pedestal. All right, Alan. Well, I it, lift those humbling stories in front of my kids all the time. You live yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Example. By example, yes. If you want to learn more about what Alan has to say and some great ideas, AdventureCatholic.com. Alan Migliorato, thank you for being with us as always on this Monday. All right, guys. God bless. All right. Sister Mary Martha Moss, daughter of St. Paul, she's coming your way next as Wake Up Continues. It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Collado. You can find all the information on today's guests on our live video on Facebook. That is Wake Up Monday. It is the first video you see on our Facebook page. I say that because you're going to want to know the information of what our guest is talking about in just a few seconds. Sister Mary Martha Moss joins us. She's a daughter of St. Paul. And today we are going to be finding a little, uh, finding out a little bit more about their upcoming Christmas concert. And this is, you don't want to miss this. This is something you will never forget. Sister Mary Martha Moss, good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you. Hey. Hey. Yes, the singing nuns. Ah, I love I, it. I love it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, when I went I'm to my already, first concert, mm-hmm. go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, when I was going to say Boston, and we're practicing, so we're practicing <laughs> to get ready to leave for the tour. Oh wow! Um, right now, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, I was going to say I went to my first concert seeing you guys at Loyola a few years ago, and it's something that I will never forget. Just smiles, joys, laughter, and just the meaning, the true meaning of Christmas in one concert. Tell our listeners a little bit more about this wonderful concert coming to New Orleans. Well, it's called Come to Bethlehem, and it'll be a wonderful array of favorite hymns and some new songs on Christmas fun for the family. It, it is on Wednesday, December 20th at Jesuit High School Auditorium in New Orleans, and you can get tickets at give.pauline.org. So it's, you know, there's a whole repertoire. One of my favorite ones is Angels We Have Heard on High, and there's this high Gloria descant that Sister Anne sings, and then um, the, the music just kind of swirls around wow. and around and you actually feel like you're surrounded by angels, angels. <laughs> so um that's just one of the songs it, and uh a lot of things that are fun for kids uh and i think what you said in the beginning gabby is just reminds us about the true mm-hmm. meaning of christmas and we found mm-hmm. that it's one of the best ways to reach people and help them hear god's voice Sister, you you were it's David. You you were talking about the tour beginning. When does it begin? It begins tomorrow. Well, 
the tour for the the singers has already begun in the sense that we've all traveled to Boston from whatever convent okay. we're um, stationed in, and so we're we're practicing this week on December eighth. Uh-huh. Immaculate Conception will be singing in front of Macy's near Boston Common, so wow. we'll surprise a lot of folks. Um, <laughs> Good with, uh, religious hymns. So we'll be out in the public. Hopefully, it won't be too cold. And uh, then our first uh, two concerts are here in Boston on the 9th and 10th. Then we go to Illinois, a little place called Mascuda, and they pack the house. All right. Um, then St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, wow. And then to New Orleans on the 20th. My goodness. Amazing. How long does it take uh, y'all to prepare for these concerts? Because it's not just a song or two. It's a whole performance. Well, it's kind of in stages. Uh, we get together about the music and the sense of sisters send in what, what we would like to sing for this, you know, the coming year. And then that's kind of mulled over and prayed over and come up with the theme. Like the theme this year is Come to Bethlehem. That's the name of the tour. And uh, then we come for annual retreat. It's an eight-day silent retreat. Then after the retreat, the singers stay and really hammer out the music, the order of the music, who's going to say what, because there's these beautiful little stories and testimonies in between, too. So we kind of get that all all done, and then we go back to our convents, and we practice on our own, hmm. and then we come back a week before um, we actually have a concert. So we're all in Boston now practicing, and um, wow. yeah, so that's how it unfolds, and a lot of prayers, a lot of grace, um, because we certainly need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Sister, talk about, th- this has been going on for a few years now, and I feel like it just gets larger and larger as far as attendance goes. The word spreads that this is just fun for the whole family, especially during this time of year. How long have you guys been doing this for? Over 25 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, Yes, yes. And before the pandemic, we made a couple uh, coast-to-coast tours. So um, we're just getting back in the, to the groove of things. Um, for the Lord, but uh, yeah, we've been doing it a long, a long time, and we all sing together anyway. In the sense of we sing in chapel every morning, yeah. although we're not mm-hmm. all in the same community. So uh, we work on keeping our voices in shape, and um, it's it's a lot of fun. We kind of call it our Advent community because we're only all together for Advent, and um, this this little community of singers. Is there a cost to attending, and how much is it for those who are listening and want to take their families? Okay, so the tickets are $35. For students 17 and under, it's $20. And um, there are still sponsorships open. If people would like to sponsor, that's a possibility, too. Our uh, phone number at the bookstore is 504 887 Seven six three one, and again, you can go online, give org, and there's all the ticket information there. Sister, Sister Mary, we have Martha, about a minute. I have a quick question. Uh, what type of music is it going to be? The traditional Christmas songs, hymns, or a combination of? It's a combination of like we have O Come O Come Emmanuel, mm-hmm. but you haven't heard it with this. Um, 
this arrangement. Actually, Sister Ann Joan gave some pointers to the one who arranged the music <laughs> to highlight that yearning sound that nice. you know that we want the Lord. But you will definitely recognize your favorite O Come O Come Emmanuel and Little Town of Bethlehem. But God is with us. Uh, one of the favorites is um, Angels We Have Heard on High that I spoke about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. All then some different um, angels among us. That is actually a tune from Alabama, but it's so appropriate this time because we remember who has been an angel to us and how we can really love and support one another. And it's part of Christmas, actually. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love it, Sister Mary Martha Moss, daughter of Saint Paul. We're talking about their upcoming Christmas concert in New Orleans. One more time, give us that website where we can go and purchase our tickets. It's give.pauline.org. Wonderful. And also head over to Pauline Books and Media off of Veterans uh, Boulevard, right across from Target in Metairie, to purchase some Christmas gifts and talk to the sisters and maybe pick up a 690 bumper sticker at the checkout like counter. Yes. <laughs> Thank you That's so it. much, sister, for being with us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Thank you, David. God bless All right. you. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. We are going to close with a prayer. And this is a Christmas prayer to get us in the mood. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, you make this holy day radiant with the splendor of Jesus Christ, our light. We welcome him as Lord, the true light of the world. Bring us to eternal joy in the kingdom of heaven, where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Another full show for you, but we have some events in our listening area we will give you details about. Heather Miller, Heather Murphy joins us. She is the development director of Couple to Couple League. She's talking about a new program for couples preparing for marriage. Michael Acalda with St. Vincent of Paul in Baton Rouge will update us. And Kim Kamiski is a Catholic artist, is talking about a new Advent Kids video series from the Augustine Institute. Have a wonderful Monday. Thank you so much. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.